Ever snore so loud it registered as an earthquake or you woke up with a throat as dry as the Sahara Desert and a headache that could stop a locomotive? Well, I've had all of these because I have sleep apnea. Hi, I'm Scott Mitchell. Yep, I wear a machine plugged into a wall attached to a hose every night. Sound Sleep Medical changed all of this for me, and they can do that for you. They specialize in providing oral appliance therapy for individuals suffering from sleep disorders. In many cases, oral appliances have proven to be as effective as CPAP machines in treating sleep apnea. The lack of sleep is a serious health risk and has been linked to heart disease, stroke, diabetes, and even depression. The oral appliance I got from Sound Sleep Medical has freed me from a hose. I can go anywhere, and I've never slept better. Call Sound Sleep Medical today. Seriously, for a limited time, the first 25 people that call get a free consultation worth 200 bucks. Call 801-783-5451. It's 801-783-5451. Hello, I'm Jim Bennett. I'm Abby Bennett. And this is Dinner Table Politics. And, you know, Abby, we had decided before that we were going to talk about the history of scandals, Mm -hmm. particularly presidential scandals. And I had no idea when we did that that we were going to have a fresh scandal on our hands as we were about to record this podcast. Mm -hmm. Have you been following the news about Brett Kavanaugh? Um... Just like his approval hearings or whatever? Yep, yep. I don't know what scandal there is about that. Well, it's just happened over the weekend. So Diane Feinstein, senator from California, said that she had a letter from an anonymous source saying that uh, something untoward had happened back... Untoward? Well, she was very vague in terms of what happened. It happened back when Brett Kavanaugh was in high school when he was 17 years old and it involved a friend of Brett Kavanaugh's, and a young woman. And the UK Guardian initially said that they had locked her in a room, but she was able to get out. And that's all they said. What? Yeah. And so initially it was like, well, this is no big deal. Who cares? You're 17 years old and you're being goofy. Well, then it came out that apparently Brett Kavanaugh actually tried to sexually assault this girl and got on top of her, covered her mouth, turned up the music... He and his friend were both drunk, and they turned up the music and uh, so that she, her screams couldn't be heard, but she was able Holy to wriggle away crap. and get free. And Except all of this was anonymous. We didn't know who was saying this. We didn't have any context for it. Both Kavanaugh denied it. His friend denied it. And instantly, a little too quickly, uh-huh. the Republicans produced a letter of 65 women who went to high school with Brett Kavanaugh, who said that he was a great guy and that he hadn't tried to assault them. So I bet you could write a letter like that. If someone if someone came to me and said, hey, someone you went to high school with 30 years ago wants you to sign this letter, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, well. I, well, it was a little too convenient that they had the letter ready to go so quickly. Uh, that's what has, has surprised a lot of people. But the reality is that uh, all this has changed. So, so I initially heard that, and I was very frustrated because Diane Feinstein has had this letter since July, and she's just sat on it. I mean, golly, wouldn't it be nice if we had some kind of I don't know hearings where we could have discussed these sort of things? Oh, I see. You're being you're being facetious. I'm being because facetious. We did have hearings. That's right. Well, usually you're the one who's facetious. I'm trying to be. It's nice to hand over the torch every once in a while. <laughs> right. Well, uh, it's it's just very frustrating because it was clear to me that Senator Feinstein couldn't have cared less about 
the actual substance of the accusation. She was just trying to find some way to derail the nomination. And this looks like a good chance to do it. But initially it just seemed so vague and nebulous that it didn't seem like it was going to have any impact. And uh, that all changed just a couple... Also, who sends letters anymore? Right. Well, I don't know. So would an email... Yeah, email exists, guys. Come on. Get with the program. That's true. Well, what happened was that uh, the woman actually came forward today and announced who she is. So I pulled that up here. Her name is Christine Blasey Ford, and she describes in detail what happened. Uh, This is according to the Washington Post. While his friend watched, she said, Kavanaugh pinned her to a bed on her back and groped her over her clothes, grinding his body against hers. Oh, this isn't... I I guess, yeah, we may not may not be appropriate for the for the family nature of the podcast uh when she tried to scream she said he put his hand over her mouth i thought he might inadvertently kill me said ford now a 51 51 year old research psychologist in northern california he was trying to attack me and remove my clothing ford said she was able to escape when kavanaugh's friend and classmate at georgetown preparatory school mark judge jumped on top of them sending all three tumbling she said she ran from the room, briefly locked herself in a bathroom, and then fled the house. Jeez. So this happened when she was 15 and Brett Kavanaugh was 17. Okay. So, and 35 years ago. So in terms of a legal standpoint, prosecuting this would be very difficult. Uh, there is no statute of limitations in Maryland where this took place on sexual assaults, but the fact that he was a minor complicates things. Right. And so it becomes, all right, there's nothing legally that can happen, but politically, what should be the fallout and how, how do we examine this? And the more I look at it, the more there is some substantial supporting evidence. For instance, the friend wrote a biography where he talked about the fact that he was an alcoholic in high school. And it was kind of a pseudo-biography and nobody was mentioned by name, but there was a character named Bart O'Kavanaugh. Oh, my gosh. Who, who who apparently gets drunk at one point and throws up in somebody's car, or maybe that's from Caddyshack. But there's some throwing up because of being drunk. So that would suggest that maybe Brett Kavanaugh and this guy were in fact intoxicated, and that this could well have happened. And you know, I believe that uh, women who come forward with these kinds of accusations need to be taken seriously. Right. I am of the same opinion. You are of the same opinion. So so what happens now? What should happen now? It's it's up to you, Abby. You have to tell us. Um, shut it down. America's over. <laughs> we had a good run, but I'm sick of this. Let's just start from scratch. I don't know. Let's go back to the monarchy. Right. You know, I... I Maybe Prince Harry and Meghan will come rule. I'd be fine with that, to be honest. Well, I kind of agree with you to some degree. In the, I, we've been through this before. Uh, this is almost exactly what happened in 1990. Uh, or is it 91 or 90 when Clarence Thomas was nominated and uh, the Clarence Thomas who, who nominated him George H.W. Bush oh, okay yeah yeah George H.W. Bush nominated Clarence Thomas and he, it was going along swimmingly and then there was an anonymous accusation of sexual harassment from harassment uh, that's actually the standard American speech way to say it most people say I've harassment. never once heard anyone say it like that never once Oh, I need to introduce harassment. You to, I need to introduce you to my speech teacher from University of Southern California. You don't. Oh. You can just say harassment. Okay, sexual harassment 
Harassment sounds more descriptive anyway. Uh, but uh, she wouldn't come forward or didn't want to come forward. And finally, the accusation, she did come forward after the hearings were over. Her name was Anita Hill, and she was an employee of Clarence Thomas. Okay, yeah, I've heard her name you, before. You've heard Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill. Yeah. And this is pre-social uh, media, but it was all over the place. And it was it was an absolute circus. People were writing letters to each other left and right. Well, actually, S- Senator Alan Simpson, who I ended up working for, he stood up and he said, I've been getting letters all off the transom about this lady. Watch out for this woman trying to discredit Anita Hill. And he actually opened his coat. I was, you know, miming that, but people out there can't see that I'm miming that. But literal letters were, were falling out of his coat. So he had props even. He had props. He's getting letters you from You know your all... argument's good when you have props. Right. Well, the thing about that's interesting about the Clarence Thomas hearings is that it set the stage for what they called the Year of the Women. In 1992, more women were elected to the United States Senate than it ever oh, been elected yeah. before. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Who run the world? Yeah. Girls. Your, Girls. Your grandfather that was, be- was That was my Beyonce impression. That's good. You're welcome, everyone. I'm sorry for talking over your Beyonce impression. It wasn't that good, so it's okay. Okay. Uh, your grandfather was first elected in the year of the woman, 1992. So... Thanks, Grandpa, for stealing the woman's spotlight. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah, I don't even think a woman ran against him in 92. Anyway, so, um, yeah, that's actually when Dianne Feinstein was first elected, as well as Barbara Boxer, as well as Patty Murray up in, in Washington and several others. I know none of those names. Uh, well, <laughs> but the, the reality was that they were disgusted with the men who just didn't get it and just didn't understand uh, how women are treated in the workplace. But what's really amazing as you go back and look at the Clarence Thomas hearings are the accusations that were made. Uh, they weren't accusations of rape. They weren't accusations of assault. They were accusations that Clarence Thomas used to describe uh, pornographic movies that he'd seen. Ugh. Uh, that he pressured. That's harassment. That's harassment. Right. Though. It's a hostile work environment. And one of the big things was he talked about getting a can of Coca-Cola and saying, who put a pubic hair on my Coke? This is not allowed. (laughs) Are we not allowed to talk about this? I don't think you can say that. Well, I mean, all of that is crude and boorish behavior, and it may very well constitute sexual harassment. Harassment, sorry. Sorry. But it doesn't, it's not the same thing as sexual assault. And what's very interesting and we'll talk about this when we get back, is how you respond to these kinds of charges depends entirely upon who you vote for. We'll talk about that when we get back. So, Abby, somebody else was elected in 1992 as well. Do you know who that might be? Um, Some, you have heard of this guy. He's a guy. His wife ran for president. Bill Clinton. Uh, there you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, Bill Clinton was elected in 1992. And what was amazing is you heard, as soon as the rumors about Cl- Bill Clinton's sexual misbehavior became public, the comparisons were all made to Clarence Thomas. Mm-hmm. And what was so amazing is that the accusations... Wait, so did, did accusations against him come out before he was elected? Like Bill Clinton? Yeah. Yes. Well... Yes and no. Uh, so uh, Jennifer Flowers, who spelled her name with a G, G- Jennifer Flowers. Gross. Uh, it reminds me of like 19 Kids and Counting, you know, that show? No, I haven't heard of oh, that Oh, 
it's it's a trashy show on TLC about a family who has 19 kids. And counting. Yeah, and they're all spelled with a J. Oh, geez. But one of them is Ginger with a J. Oh. And I'm always like, doesn't that's cheating. I don't know. Well, maybe Jennifer Flowers escaped from that family and wanted to lash out by maybe. starting her name with a G. Jennifer Flowers was a nightclub singer who had audio tapes of phone calls with Bill Clinton with whom she claimed she'd had a 12-year affair. That is a long time. It is a long time, and there she played the audio tapes, and it was very clear, and it, it seemed devastating. And they were like, hello, who's this, Bill? I've loved our 12-year affair, Bill. <laughs> well, goodbye. actually, uh, she, she, she ended up, it proved that she had doctored the tapes oh. in order to create those kinds of conversations. Oh, uh, but so come on, Jennifer. That's right. Uh, but uh, Bill Clinton went on 60 Minutes, sitting side by side with Hillary, and that's when Hillary said, "I'm not sitting by my, standing by my man like Tammy Wynette. I'm standing here because I love him and I support him. If you don't like him, gosh, just don't vote for him." And he was asked about Jennifer Flowers. He denied the affair. He said it was false, uh, denied the allegations. Later on, during the Monica Lewinsky depositions, he admitted to the affair under oath. So although he was leaning on definitions as to whether or not the affair lasted 12 years. So he was asked the question, you know, did your affair last 12 years? And he says, no, see, I'm not lying. This is Bill Clinton saying it depends on what the, the definition of is is. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, there were, so there was all kinds of allegations of sexual misbehavior, but not necessarily sexual assault. Okay. And so people elected Bill Clinton saying, okay, this is a guy. And the way he described it in the 60 minutes interview is he's a man who'd cause pain in his marriage, but that was between him and Hillary and it didn't bother anybody else. Him, Hillary and his saxophone. The only Uh, three people that matter. That's right. Well, the the thing that blew it up was an accusation by a former Arkansas state worker by the name of Paula Jones. Mm-hmm. You've heard of Paula Jones? Yeah. Have, did you see her celebrity boxing match with Tanya Harding? What? No. What? Oh, yeah. They had a celebrity boxing match. And oh, Tanya Harding just beat the living crap out of her. That is... The world is a crazy place. Yeah. I, we, we should turn everyone to YouTube on that one. But uh, Bill Clinton uh, supposedly propositioned... Well, had had Paula Jones brought up to his, you know, as I describe all these, I'm realizing d- the descriptions of these are just awful. Yeah. Yep. So you didn't. You're just now realizing this, right? So I'll try to be very vague. You can find out what casual white male privilege. You can find out what the accusation was online. It's not like casual white male privilege. I guess you could be any color male. I don't know. That's just like that's. I don't know. Just, is there a casual privilege, or are you just saying I'm casually exercising my white male I think privilege? you're casual. It was mostly a joke. <laughs> okay. All right. But I don't know. That kind of stuff is always, like, you, ever since I was, like, I don't know. That's just something that, that you think about a lot when you're, like, a girl, I think. Like, when... The, the male privilege? No, just, like, the scary situations that oh. are possible for you to get into. Right. So I don't want to have to recount those and... and it was awful. What he supposedly did with right. Paula Jones was awful. He propositioned yeah. her in, in a very check, inappropriate way. Check um, Google on the internet machine if you want the, uh, the you nitty want the, gritty. If you want the nitty gritty. So he, um, she sued him for sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. Do you notice I said harassment? I noticed. Are you impressed? Yep. And uh, 
President Clinton made the case, which is now interesting because it's become an issue in the Kavanaugh hearings. President Clinton made the case that a president should not be subject to civil prosecution while in office. Huh. And took that before... Interesting take, Bill. And he took that before the Supreme Court, and guess what the vote was? I don't know. Nine to nothing. President's just like anybody else. President has to... There you go. So... So I would think, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We we got him. Why is everybody talking about that now? It's a meme. I know, but it's a meme from something that happened back when we killed Osama bin Laden. Memes have no time or space constrictions. Memes exist forever. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we. I like. I'd like to know. um, It's funny to imagine, like, if um, the internet were the way it is back then, the memes that would have come out of stuff like this. You know. Oh yeah. Oh, they like did. you like to imagine like JFK and Marilyn memes and Bill Clinton hearing memes like the internet would have had a field day. The internet was around during the Clinton stuff. Not in the same way. Not in the same way. Is at all. The teenagers hadn't gotten their their grubby paws on it yet. They hadn't gotten their grubby paws on it yet. So it's Paula Jones that actually led to Monica Lewinsky because Paula Jones was allowed by the Supreme Court to proceed with her civil suit. And then was able to enter discovery. And so one of the things that the, the Paula Jones lawyers were trying to do was establish a pattern of conduct on the part of Bill Clinton. And so they inter- interviewed a whole bunch of, of women. And Bill Clinton supposedly went to Monica Lewinsky and took all of the gifts that he'd given her away from her. And was trying to get their story straight saying we were never alone, right? And all this kind of stuff. And so Bill Clinton was caught in a perjury trap as they call it, and was asked questions about Monica Lewinsky that turned out he turned out later to be false in terms of what he said, and he ended up getting impeached over all of that. But you compare cl- the reaction of the people who were outraged at Clarence Thomas were the same people who were saying that Bill Clinton deserved a free pass. I see, we see that so often, though. Like it's, it's, It comes down to, like, your your party is the most important thing no matter what we're going to get into more of that when we get back do you know who gloria steinem is that name sounds really familiar it's so horrible how many like harassed females there are that you can't even keep their names straight well gloria steinem wasn't necessarily harassed female she was one of the leaders of the feminist movement She's the one who uh, coined the phrase, a woman needs a man like a fish needs a bicycle. Okay, that's a good phrase. You're okay with that? Yeah, I'm fine with that. She went undercover as a Playboy bunny and wrote a bunch of articles while she was a Playboy bunny. And she was you know, a big proponent of feminism. And oh, so that's how Legally Blonde was inspired by, I guess. Actually, I think it was. No, I don't think so. Well, I, I don't know. Well, Gloria Steinem, anyway... Uh, one of the women that was accusing President Clinton of misbehavior was a woman named Kathleen Willey. And she was actually working as a volunteer in the Clinton White House. And uh, went, and on the day her f- husband committed suicide, Ooh. went into the Oval Office and tried to get President Clinton to give her a paying job. And he apparently did things that you can read about on the internet. Uh well, no, it's important. I tell you what these things were because Gloria Steinem wrote about them in her op-ed. Apparently, Bill Clinton uh, put groped her, essentially, and Both. did some other things, but I'm not going to get too specific beyond that. 
And Gloria Steinem's response was, well, at least he didn't rape her. At least, you know, she created what people now call the one free grope rule. In that since he groped her and she said no. She's supposed to be like a a feminist trailblazer? Yes, yes. I mean, mean, you saw this over and over again as all of these hardcore feminists were falling all over themselves to say that what Bill Clinton did and how Bill Clinton behaved was really just fine and really wasn't that big a deal and don't worry about it. I'm sure that's a generalization. I'm sure most people were still horrified by it. Uh, Well, you would think so. I remember talking to my father right after the Lewinsky news broke. And he said that there were every single Democratic senator at the time was drafting a a speech calling for the president's resignation. And it was. It was a shock that he, you know, that President Clinton had been carrying on an affair in the Oval Office with a 21-year-old intern, uh, you know, and had lied about it under oath, had possibly obstructed justice in order to impede the investigation. Just, just... Everybody was horrified by it. But what the Clintons did was sort of grind away slowly at the nation's patience. And uh, by the time... It's like me in high school when I was trying to ask you or mom for something. That that was my strategy. Like, you would say no, and then I was like, okay, gotta just wear them down. Right. Gotta just break their morale and their resolve. That's exactly what he did. And he he broke the morale and the resolve of the nation as a whole. And by the time it finally came out, because the the accusation was made in January, and Bill Clinton didn't sit for his deposition until my birthday in August. It was on my birthday that he finally addressed the nation. Happy birthday! Thank you. Yes, my 30th birthday, actually. So so he... uh, he uh, dressed the nation in a speech where he said, indeed, I did have a relationship with Miss Lewinsky that was not appropriate. Right. Uh, but even then he was trying to say that legally what he had said was accurate. And it was just a mess. And, and then they went into the impeachment mess. And uh, it, th- that all just sort of collapsed along party lines. So all of these Democrats who were calling for his resignation or planning to call for his resignation, by the time it mattered... They didn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. And what people don't realize there is that impeachment just, you could impeach a ham sandwich. It doesn't matter what someone's That'd done. That'd be funny. We should do that. You want to impeach a ham sandwich? That would be, that would be yeah, I think that would lighten the mood. It might In these the dark, mood. dark times. <laughs> the impeachment of the ham sandwich. Uh, so, uh, so now along comes Donald Trump and the access. And along Holly- came Donald the Access Hollywood tape and all of that nonsense. Oh, that, was, that feels like ages ago. That's weird. I know. It feels like so long ago. Well, but all of the same people who were defending Bill Clinton now say that, oh, this is terrible. Donald Trump is too disgusting to be president. Right. And all of the people who were attacking Bill Clinton are now saying, well, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's just locker room talk. It's, it's just so painfully clear that sexual... That you're up, you're upset about sexual behavior if it's the other team that's doing it. That it's right. all partisan. It has nothing oh, to do. Everybody's a hypocrite. We know this. This is not a new development. Uh, it's just very disgust, dis- discouraging. But I don't know if it's discouraging or encouraging to learn that sexual accusations have been part of our nation's history from the founding. I think I can safely say that's discouraging, not encouraging. <laughs> okay, who do you think the first? Who's the first on the list? Mm, Jefferson. Let's start with George Washington. Oh. 
According, Take it back to the original uh, father of our nation. He supposedly fathered uh, children with a slave named Venus who lived on his family's Virginia estate. Uh, although the New York Times reported that they, the descendants of Venus have been trying to seek a DNA test and they haven't gotten one. But you go to Thomas Jefferson and a DNA test actually did turn up evidence that he had had children. Sally. With Sally Hemings. And that became an, an issue in Jefferson's campaigns. Yeah, people like put like caricatures of her and stuff in anti-Jefferson pamphlets and things like that. Uh, you know, so that I think probably was the first big scandal. I don't know that I, you know, just looking this stuff up, I saw that thing about Washington, but I'd never heard that. I'd before. never heard that either. But uh, I feel like most people know about Jefferson's. Most people know about Jefferson's. Yeah. And in fact, Jefferson's descendants through Sally Hemings have uh, joined the Jefferson Family Trust. I mean, they oh, have good. T- t- you know, so the, they're, they're all one big happy family now. So time All's well up. that ends well. Right. Gross. Andrew Jackson. Um, he was a piece of work. Uh, Andrew Jackson uh, married a woman named Rachel Donaldson. But she was a divorcee. Yeah, which and was she all, was like still married or something. She was still right? legally married. The divorce was not final, so that was considered a huge scandal back in the day. Um, then the whole Trail of Tears thing too—that that, that yeah, pretty much sucked. That's pretty much sucked. That's absolutely. I thought right. they were going to take him off the twenty-dollar bill and like put Harriet Tubman on there. Or something. I thought. I think they are, aren't they? No, I don't think so. Well, they were going to. They put, were, and then they just didn't. Uh, I wonder if Trump just. He's a big fan of Andrew Jackson. Ugh, gross. All right. Well, William Henry Harrison, uh, he was believed He had to time have, to have a scandal? Well, prior to being president, yeah, he died He died after... Like two weeks. 30 days. 32 days. Uh, so nobody much cared about the scandals. It's longer than I've been president, though, so... Uh, his successor, John Tyler, was also accused of fathering children with, with one of his slaves. At that point, it's just like a rite of passage, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, Just kidding. That's horrible. I'm sorry. Well, it is horrible. I mean, you look back at slavery and, and the kinds of things that happened in slavery. Uh, well, I don't want to get into that because we can get very descriptive. But the laws essentially said that since your slaves were property, how you behaved with them was not illegal. They had absolutely no rights. And so it, it's... History is such a bummer. Oh, <laughs> gosh. All right, Grover Cleveland. He's the only president to serve two non-consecutive terms. Yeah. Uh, He had an illegitimate son uh, with a woman named Maria Halpin, and she was sent to a psychiatric asylum while the child was adopted by another family. Oh, man. So that was kind of a scandal. Warren Harding, I remember Dad talking about Warren Harding because he impregnated a maid in a White House closet. And uh, her name was Nan Britton. They had an affair. Uh, he fathered a child with her. And apparently it, it, there was a rumor at the time of his death that Harding had been poisoned by his wife as punishment for the affair. You know what? I'm not mad about it. <laughs> I, 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 okay I'll that. accept it. You'll accept it. Well, okay. So uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt um, had a longtime affair with his wife's secretary. Her name was Lucy Mercer. It likely began in 1916, mm-hmm. long before he became president, and Eleanor offered to divorce her husband when she found love letters from Mercer in his suitcase. Oh, that's sad. But like, they stayed married. 
They stayed married. I, I know, and I remember like being in elementary school and like talking about like how beautiful they're. I, I don't know, like. We would, like, read quotes about Eleanor Roosevelt, and they would show us pictures and be like, look what a great first couple they were, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It just goes to show you, there's just so much happening behind the scenes. And there's more happening behind the scenes that we'll talk about when we get back. All right. Next scandal, we have Dwight D. Eisenhower. Supposedly, he had... Ike. Ike. Uh, supposedly he had a lengthy affair with his driver, a woman named Kay Summersby. I guess that's convenient, at least. Well, my father <laughs> insisted that that did not happen. My father insisted huh. that he, what? he... How would he know? Well, he was a he was an Ike groupie. He just loved Eisenhower. He was his favorite president. So we can't trust him, then. So we can't trust him, but he had done a bunch of research and said that uh, they, they did have a close friendship, but he, don't think, he doesn't think it was ever sexual. John F. Kennedy... John F. Kennedy's affairs. His are the stuff of legend. The stuff of legend. Marilyn Monroe, obviously, is one of them. Have you seen that video of her singing happy birthday to him? Oh, yeah. It's like one of those bananas things. <laughs> it's like, nuts. You watch it and you're like, this was to a president. Like, what? Well, president that she was having an affair with. Yeah, and she's wearing a dress that they literally had to sew on her. Right. Like, Oh, it's crazy. It's it, like, this actually happened. This isn't a movie. It's a different time. It was a different time. Not really, because things have mostly stayed the same in terms of grossness. Well, he was also having the, the uh, having an affair with the daughter of a mafia boss, which opened him up to charges that he may have been open to blackmail. Hmm. There are all kinds That's of- why whenever someone from a mafia tries to date me, I say, no, sir. Right. Don't want to open myself up to blackmail. There you go. And I appreciate you doing that. Uh, Lyndon Johnson apparently had a number of affairs, but they weren't nearly as exciting as Kennedy's affairs, so people don't talk about them nearly as much. But George H.W. Bush was accused oh, of having an affair. I didn't know that. Uh, he has been accused. Uh, uh, there, there's not a lot of meat to the idea that he had, had an affair, uh, although he's now been accused of of groping women at state fairs and things. Oh, actually, I have heard that. Um, And then there was one recently, right? Yeah, the recent stuff, the man's 90-something years old and doesn't have full control of his faculties at this point. The laws don't apply to you anymore. It's not that, well, first of all, what are you going to do to him? We're going to lock you up? There's like a a Patton Oswalt bit, a comedian, and he talks about how, um, like, when you turn 100, you should be able to just like make whatever laws you want and do whatever you like. Cause I don't know. It's funny. Right. But he's like, when you're that old, like you deserve, when you've lived for that long, you deserve to just do whatever you want. Obviously I don't agree, but. Well, apparently this is kind of uh, George HW Bush would say to his nurses, you know who my favorite magician is? David Copperfield. Ugh. And then he grabbed them at the, you know, you know, he thought that was so funny, though. I'm sure he laughed so hard at himself. I'm sure he did. Uh, there aren't really a lot of allegations against George W. Bush. Uh, there are some that haven't really gone anywhere. Uh, and as far as I can tell, Barack Obama is also above reproach. Mm, I so, love the Obama's like marriage, honestly. I do, too. I watched a movie. They made a movie about it called South Side with You. It's actually so cute. About how they met and stuff and fell in love. It's so cute. It's so cute. But, you know, the people who all hate Obama are the people who are supposedly all the big family values folks. Yep. It's it, it's just really frustrating that we only hold people to high moral standards 
if we agree with them politically and we're willing to overlook all kinds of terrible behavior. Uh, I, I read this week Bob Woodward's book about the Trump White House. Mm-hmm. And it's just bizarre uh, the kinds of things that Donald Trump does. Donald Trump watches television. How, how many hours of television do you watch a day? Like, um, I watch, like, YouTube and things. I don't watch television hardly at all. You're busy, aren't you? You yeah. have things to do. I, I do. I, I do things. You are, yes. <laughs> you're a student. Uh, I mean, you, you just took the MCAT. Congratulations, by the Thank way, although we don't you. know what the score is yet. Thanks. Uh, but you've been extraordinarily busy. The President of the United States is supposed to be the busiest human being on the planet, isn't he? And Donald Trump watches television between four and eight hours a day. How do you do that? I couldn't. I couldn't figure out how. Do you to... think? Do you think it's at least like t- like pre-recorded? Like, can he skip? Past no, the... <laughs> no. He sits and watches Fox and Friends. He doesn't show up at the office until eleven o'clock in the morning oh, because the, he's been watching television dream. since seven a.m. That is the dream. And then he'll bug out and watch it in the evening. And I mean, he just wa- he watches between four and eight hours of television a day. Which is just stunning. And the, the, Do you have any good recommendations, Donald? I bet he, like, for a new show to watch. I, like, I've been, like, re-watching Gossip Girl, so. Well, looking, the fifth season of some... BoJack Horseman came out this week. I wonder, I, I wonder what Donald's Netflix recommendations look like. I wonder what they are, too. Maybe we can talk about that next week, because we're pretty much out of time here. But uh, if you are listening to this on the radio, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. You can also get this podcast at the KSL Podcast Center. Download it and walk around with it. And shout it from the rooftops. And shout it from the rooftops. Uh, but uh, hopefully we won't have too many scandals to discuss next week. But Cross you, your fingers. Cross your fingers. In any case, this is Jim In Bennett. In any case, there will be good memes from... From whatever happens so good that's, memes. that's the bright side you can't ask for more this is jim bennett i'm abby bennett we'll see you next week bye